Hi, this is Deborah Fry. I've been a member at OBC since 2015, and I'm reading Psalm 15, verse 1. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? Thanks, Deborah, and thank you for tuning in to Listening Up. This week, we'll be spending time in Psalm 15, and today we're focusing in on just one verse. So, I don't know about you, but I don't really like staying in places that aren't home. I don't sleep well in hotels. Sometimes it's because the bed is uncomfortable. But then there's the fact that everything's so unfamiliar. There's noise from nearby traffic or from the hallway, lights coming through the window or under the door, and my mind can be on high alert and I just don't sleep well. There's just something about being at home. It feels more familiar and comfortable and safe. So when we turn to Psalm 15, this is the kind of thought that David has in his mind when he asks the Lord, who can dwell or sojourn in your tent or take up residence on your holy mountain? So what's the takeaway from living as a sojourner in the tent of the Lord? Well, this first verse is like the first bookend of the psalm, which has a matching bookend in the last verse. Verse 5 ends with these words, whoever does these things will never be shaken. So if you're living in God's tent, if he's your host, you are taken care of. You will never be shaken. You're in a place where you can enjoy safety and security that comes with being a guest of God himself. You're at home in his house and you're safe. And who wouldn't want this feeling? Because although we might feel more comfortable in our own homes, the walls that make up our houses and apartments don't keep fear away. They don't protect our hearts from cares and anxieties, from the brokenness of life around us and within us. So while we may at least feel at home in our homes, when it comes to feeling at peace, we need to look somewhere else. And so, like this psalm reminds us, we look to the Lord. But immediately, this psalm raises a question. It begins with a question. Who can do this? Who can actually take up residence in God's house and enjoy his blessings and protections? And this is a good question, because in seeking entrance to his house, there are four approaches that are commonly tried, and none of them actually works. First, there's the presumptuous approach, that we have access by right. The very fact that David raises this question, who may take up residence with God, who may become his guest and know his protection, means that it's not ours automatically. We're not born into this status. It's not even ours by some earned right. Sometimes we may think that we're basically decent people. I mean, we're Christians, of course. So we go to church, we believe in God, so God's on our side. But this won't work. We can't try to live like we're the host and master of our own life, and then at the same time also think that somehow we're still entitled to be a guest in his house as well. We don't gain access by any right we may think we have. We're either master of our own home or guest in his. We can't have it both ways. So we must approach with the humility that he owns us. Second, there's the nothing approach. We may think we've been too bad or that we're too guilty. So we don't enjoy God's blessings because we know we don't deserve it. We know we're rebels and our shortcomings keep us from coming up and knocking, from really seeking the Lord with confidence that he will hear and respond in mercy and love and grace. So instead, we must approach with the hope that he wants us. Third, there's the shame approach. And here, we may feel that God has given us access to his house, but he really doesn't like having us there. He tolerates us, but blesses only if we beg, never because he wants to take care of us. So we may belong to the Lord, but it's a miserable existence. In contrast, we must approach with the confidence that he loves us.
And fourth, there's the service approach. And this is that we feel that we have to earn our keep. We make a contribution to the Lord's cause, and it's like paying to stay there. So if we read our Bible every day, pray through some list every day, give back, and serve, 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 then God will allow us to stay. But that's not the life of a guest. And a son or daughter doesn't earn the right to stay with family. We must, therefore, approach with contentment that he doesn't need us, but just wants us to be there. So as you think about it, which of these four approaches have you been trying and that they've been keeping you from enjoying the security and blessings that only God provides? Going back to our passage, Psalm 15.1 asks a great question. Lord, who can dwell in your tent? Who can live on your holy mountain? Thanks so much for tuning into Listening Up. If you or a member of your family would like to read the verses at the start of each episode, just email me and we can set that up. I also want to encourage you to visit the Ogletown website for updates, which you can find at ogletown.org updates. Until next time, let's keep setting our minds on things above.